of Jesus. Somebody shout the name that's above every name. Somebody shout the name that makes demons tremble. Shout the name that causes chains to be broken. Shout the name that causes walls to fall. Shout yes! Woo! Put your hands together one more time and give him a great big praise. Welcome to Sunday morning at the Rock Church. Woo. You can be seated for just a few moments. I want to repeat what has already been said, and I want to give a great big Rock Church of Fort Myers welcome to every single one of our guests that are in the house of the Lord. Rock Church, I need you to help me make some Holy Ghost crazy noise in this building right now. Come on, we can do better than that. Come on, help me put your hands together and give me your voice. Uh, and let's welcome all of our guests that are in the house of the Lord with us today. Amen. Such a privilege and an honor to have you here this morning. To all those who are here for the impact after party from out of state, we welcome you this morning to the house of the Lord. Amen. 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 If you're here for the very first time this morning, and uh, you're a local guest from Fort Myers, um, you should have received a VIP invitation card that looks something like the one on the screen behind me. Also, if you're here from out of state, you're here visiting for impact, and this isn't your home church, but you're here visiting, this announcement is for you as well. We'd like to invite all of our first-time guests and all of our out-of-town guests immediately following the service into our VIP uh, our VIP room. We have a, a room. We've got some really uh, good little desserts and refreshments prepared and a small gift that we'd love to give you just as a token of our appreciation for having you in the house of the Lord with us this morning. Amen. And uh, we have a little saying around here, a policy in this church, that you are only a guest for the first five minutes that you come through the door. After that, you're just at home. Amen, Rock Church. So I need you to do me a favor and turn 360 degrees all around you and touch everybody you can and tell them, welcome home this morning. Come on, find them. They're, be they're behind you. They're in front of you. They're on the left. They're Come on, don't leave anybody untouched. I need your help, Rock Church. Tap them on the shoulder. Tell them, welcome home. Welcome home. Welcome home. Amen. So good to have you in the house of the Lord. Was anybody blessed by what God did this week at Impact? Woo-wee! What an amazing time we have had in the Holy Ghost. On Thursday night, Victoria was baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost. Then they baptized Alvin in Jesus' name for the remission of his sins. He received the gift of the Holy Ghost. I think he's been to church service just a couple of times, a guest of one of our folks here and God filled him with the Holy Ghost. He was baptized in Jesus' name. Then they baptized Calvin in Jesus' name for the remission of his sins. And Calvin received the gift of the Holy Ghost. Then this morning, while we were worshiping and the Holy Ghost broke loose, 
Ty Lynn was baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost. We ought to give God a praise for that this morning. Woo! And then there were several, several people uh, today during the worship service that God filled them with the Holy Ghost. And uh, we're so thankful for what the Lord is doing. Amen. If you're here this morning and you have not yet been baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sins, today is your lucky day. You're in the right place at the right time. Oh, come on. Do I got a witness in the building? Today is the day of salvation. And now is the appointed time. Amen. And uh, we're so grateful for all that the Lord is doing in this house. Uh, we are so honored this morning to have with us, carrying over from the conference, evangelist Cornelius Williams. Amen. And his, his precious, precious family. Amen. Sister Williams and darling little baby boy, we're so grateful to have them in the house of the Lord this morning. And uh, how many of you are still feasting on what God did here Saturday afternoon. Long live the preacher. Amen. And we are just uh, grateful to have them back in the house of the Lord this morning. There is simply no telling what the Lord is going to do in this house. Now listen, this Sunday we only have one service. Normally we have two services on Sunday. But right after impact, today is the only service. So that means you got to get what you're going to get this morning. Come on, are there any hungry people in the... You got you to act like somebody that's only got one chance to go through the buffet. Look at all y'all sitting up like a bunch of skinny anorexic folks that don't love buffets. You got to be like that person that goes to the buffet line. And even though it's all you can eat, they're acting like this is the only chance they're going to get. They're balancing five plates on their hands. Uh, here, just put the roll on top, of the, on top of the meat right here. I know it's got the mashed potatoes. Just put it right on top. I got to get as much as I can. Come on, somebody. Uh, did anybody come hungry and expecting God uh, for something? You ought to stand to your feet and get your plate out this morning uh, and say, all right, God, I came to get everything. Uh, You've got for me in this house. Uh, I came to get every word, every blessing, uh, every promise, uh, every breakthrough, uh, every miracle. Come on, are you here this morning? Uh, if you're ready this morning, put your hands together and give God a great praise uh, as the man of God comes and deliver the word of the Lord. Come on, Brother Williams, preach to us. Can we give the Lord a radical hand clap of praise in the house? Can we give the Lord a radical praise from our lips in the house? Come on, his name is Jesus. I said his name is Jesus. Something happens. I said something begins to shake. Something begins to break. Something begins to move. Something begins to change at the name, at the name of Jesus. Come on, if you know that great name, shout it like you know it. Come on, shout it like you love it. Come on, lift up your voice and shout, Jesus, 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 demons tremble, Jesus, sickness leaves, Jesus.
Amen. For one more time, for good times, sake, somebody shout, Jesus. Amen. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. And every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. Anybody feel the Lord in the house this morning? Come on, anybody thankful for the presence of the King in the house this morning? Mm, I feel God moving in the sanctuary. Amen. The ever-present almighty hand of God is in this house this morning, and God is here to meet us in a mighty way as he already has and as he continues to move. Amen. We are blessed to be, amen, amongst the people of God. We are blessed to be in the presence of the Lord. Amen. And I'm so glad that I can still come into the house of God and lift up my hands and worship freely. And I can leave depression at the altar and I can leave sickness at the altar and I can walk out of the house of God feeling way better than I came. Anybody say amen to that? Amen. Amen. And what we feel in this house Amen. It's the pure spirit of the presence of the Lord. Amen. Can I tell you in the house that men cannot manufacture a real move of God? No. I'm going to say it again. I said men and women cannot manufacture. It cannot be fabricated. It can't be forged. It can't be faked. But a real move of God happens when people evoke the presence of God and people said, God, I'm broken, but I'm going to shout anyway. Anybody hear me in the house? God, I'm tired and weary, but I'm going to lift up my voice anyway. I can't pay my bills this week, but I still got a shout left in the tank because God is good. The Lord is worthy and worthy to be praised. Hey, somebody clap their hands one more time and you feel the Lord in the house. Amen, amen. I know you're standing and I don't want to belabor preliminaries, but I'm glad to be in the Lord's house with God's people. Thankful for the spirit we feel here. Grateful for the hospitality and the spirit of the host of this local assembly. Amen. The gathering of youth this week in impact. International Youth Conference was none other than first class as only the Rock Church of Fort Myers can do. Praise God. Come on, any Rock Church saints thankful for a great church in the house? Come on, anybody thankful for a great church to be a part of a great church? I said a great church. You might can find a good church on every other corner. But it's hard to find a great church, and this is a great church with great leadership. Amen. We love the Williams family, don't we? Amen. Amen. I love the Williams family. I love my family that's here with me. Amen. How about we just give the devil a finishing off of some black eyes this morning? Now, I just, I just want to warn you. If, if the band has not left yet, that is because I requested that they not leave. Because I plan on stuffing on the devil's head this morning. 
And so, and so, I'm going to be partial. I have, I feel like I'm, 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 I'm three men in one. I'm going to be a preacher, a traveling salesman, and a music director all at one time. I'm going to preach the gospel. Anybody ready for the word? And, and, and I feel like a traveling salesman more than just a traveling preacher. And somebody asked me, what are you selling? Come on, say it like you really want to know. Come on, say it like you really want a discount. I'm selling hope. I feel the spirit of life in the house. Hey, if you can't sit, you can leave here. I'm selling, I'm selling an expectation that God's going to show up in the sanctuary and break chains of addictions and leave you with peace in your mind and joy in your spirit and strengthen your soul. Come on, anybody need some hope in the house? So man, please don't leave me now as we turn our attention to the book of Job chapter 14 and verse number 7. Amen, amen. It feels good in the house. All the visitors that are here, we're thankful. We're thankful that you made the effort to come. God has been touching and visitors all over the sanctuary. Anybody glad for the visitors that are here this morning? Amen. Amen. I always feel a kindred spirit with visitors because I am a visiting preacher. And if anybody in the house just visiting for the first time, never been to this church, know that I am not the pastor here. All the Rock Church people are probably happy, praise God. I'm not the pastor here visiting as a preacher. And so if this message is not a good sermon, if I just do terrible this morning, God forbid. But if I do terrible this morning and you don't like this message, don't be afraid. I'm just visiting. Amen. But we're thankful for all the visitors in the house. Come back next week and we're going to have some more Rock in church and you can hear your pastor preach. Somebody say amen. Amen. Job, not Job. Some people didn't want to turn there. J-O-B, praise God. Hey, God can give you a job tomorrow morning if you believe it. I said, I'm selling hope in the house this morning that God can do the impossible before this service is over if you believe it. Job 14 and 7, when you have it, say amen. The setting of this text, Job is a man like ourselves, human in nature, and Job happened to be going through a very hard time. Anybody ever been through some hard times in your life before? Come on, let me, let me see the hands of the honest folks in the house. He was going through a very rough time. His world was dark. He was wallowing in depression. He was trying, trying to figure out how he was going to make it till tomorrow. Anybody know what I'm talking about? trying to figure out how he was going to make it till tomorrow where he was going to get strength from how he was going to get out of his situation and in this text of scripture it's almost as if Job maybe somehow was walking near trees or he happened to think about a tree and he began to write this verse he said for there is hope somebody shout hope Come on, shout it again, shout hope. For there is hope of a tree if it be cut down. 
Somebody shout dead. If it be cut down, there is hope of a tree. If it be cut down, that it will sprout again. And that the tender branch thereof will not cease, though the root thereof wax old in the earth and the stock thereof die in the ground. The Bible says, yet through the scent of water. Anybody thankful for the water this morning? Come on, anybody thankful for the, the remission of sins and water this morning? Yet through the scent of water, it will bud and bring forth boughs like a plant. And then Job, Job began to ask himself, he began to ask the question, if such hope lies for a tree that is dead, he said in verse 14, if a man died, shall he live again? Shall he live again? The sons of Korah in Psalms 8 and 6, 8, 85 and 6 begin to write this psalm and they begin to ask this question, will thou revive us again? I've come to tell somebody that God is still working in your life. I'm still selling hope in the sanctuary this morning. I said, I don't care what it looks like to your eyes uh, and the optics of your spirit. I'm telling you right now with the Holy Ghost uh, that God is still working in your life. Come on, if you believe that, if you believe that God can work a miracle, lift up your voice and lift up a radical praise in the house. Come on, I feel it. Come on, can you feel it? The shaking, the shifting, the changing. Come on, God's changing the tide. He's working it out. There's hope. There's hope. There's hope in the house. Hey, you can get a breakthrough before the preaching happens. You can get a breakthrough in your spirit before the word hits your soul. You can get a breakthrough in your family. Just lift up your voice and say, God, I want hope. I need hope. I gotta have hope. Amen. Somebody shout hope and clap your hands like you love the Lord. Amen. God bless you in the fear of the Lord. You may be seated. Amen. I, I want to tell you a story before I begin to preach, and I pray that the Lord will begin to and continue to work in your heart in this house right now. Anybody ready for the word of the Lord? There, there was, there is, there was a young man by the name of Trenton, a very young man, 13 years old, and, and Trenton, Trenton and his friends one summer day, hot, humid like today, he and his friends decided that they wanted to have a good time. Anybody like a good time? And his friends, they lived in a small country town in Alabama, and they decided that the time that they were going to have included ATVs or four-wheelers, if you will, and they decided that they were going to ride these ATVs down some dusty roads and trails in this small town. 
They wanted to amplify the fun, and so they thought that it was a good idea to hitch a trailer to the back of the ATV. Somebody say, that sounds like a bad idea. And they began to continue riding down the road. And as they were riding, something very catastrophic unfolded rather quickly as Trenton found himself sitting on the back of that trailer that was hitched to the ATV, going down curves, steep ravines, down this dusty road, gravel, shaking beneath the tires, and all of a sudden, without notice, something tragic unfolded in the life of Trenton. Without any warning, the trailer quickly became detached from the ATV as the vehicle skirted around a curve and they began to topple end over end down the ravine. What took a matter of seconds was a gruesome nightmare as the trailer began to skid down the hillside and Trenton was ejected from the trailer. Thrown from the trailer several feet away, he began to fall end over end, head over feet down the ravine and quickly found himself on the bottom. If the fall wasn't bad enough, what happened next was even worse. What Trenton did not know was that the trailer was following quickly after him end over end and without warning quickly, the trailer found its way on top of Trenton. The weight of the trailer pressing against his body what was even worse was the positioning of the trailer because when the trailer fell on top of Trenton, it fell in the worst place that it can fall. It fell right on his head. Sustaining gruesome injuries, sustaining great contusions and fractures in his skull, he quickly found himself unconscious, blacked out, under the weight of this trailer, suppressed by his weight, unable to move and barely breathing, Trenton was barely holding on to life. Somebody shout life. As he was quickly pulled from the trailer's grips and his friends called the emergency medical professionals, they quickly rushed Trenton to the hospital as they loaded him in the, eight, the, the emergency Vehicle, They began to diagnose, evaluate, and try to determine the, the, the severity of his injuries. As they began to look at Trenton, they realized that he had, that he had sustained so many fractures in his brain and so many contusions in his body that even in the ambulance, they said, there's no way he's going to make it. It's all right if I just take my time this morning. I'm going to preach in a little bit. No way is going to make it. And as they made it into the hospital room and, and gave him a hospital bed uh, without notice, Trenton flatlined on the hospital bed. The doctors quickly rushing in, doing all they can uh, to resuscitate him. They were miraculous, able on first attempt to bring Trenton back to life. Everybody shout life. They were able to bring him back to life and they began to evaluate his condition again and all of a sudden Trenton flatlined for the second time. 
The doctors did what they could, begin to try to revitalize him and miraculously one more time. Somebody say one more time. One more time they were able to resuscitate him again. The first time, the second time, the third time, and even a fourth time Trenton died on that hospital bed and the doctors were astonished at every recovery, saying this is a miracle. We don't know how this is happening, but it still looks like this boy won't have much hope. As the doctors began to evaluate his condition, they noticed that every time they brought Trenton back to life, that his internal organs began to fail more and more. They began to weaken more and more, and his state, his condition began to wax so worse that they thought that it was, it was impossible for him to ever recover to normality. The doctors called in the boy's mom, a baby lying on the hospital bed. And the doctor said, ma'am, we want to talk to you. They said, your boy is in a bad condition. Anybody have ever been in a rough place before in your life? Your boy is in a bad condition. We don't believe there's any chance. We don't believe that there's any hope. Somebody shout hope. We don't believe that there is any hope for him. We don't believe there's a chance that he'll ever live a normal life. They said, you have a decision to me. She looked at the doctors and said, what are my options? The doctors, the doctors, they said, the doctors said, we're here, are your options? Your boy's not doing good. He said, but there is hope. Somebody say hope. Come on, say it again like you mean it. Shout hope. They said, there is hope, but the hope is not for Trenton. I said, there are five children, five young children that are around his age with similar body structure. Uh, and they are waiting on a transplant of organs. Uh, they said, we can help those children. Uh, in fact, Trenton can help those children. Uh, all that we need is your permission. She said, permission for what, might I ask? She said, we need permission for you to sign over permission to us that we can pull your boy off of life support and we can quickly start the process to help somebody else. This mom distraught at the news, tears streaming down her face, upset at the mere sound that her boy, her boy that's in this coma, not awake, not responding, no chance, no hope, no life, that there's no ability for belief in her mind to believe that he can live. She's faced with the gruesome thought that I have to give up on him. As any mother can imagine, this is hard and so she looked at the contract. She looked at the bed of her boy. And then she looked back at the doctors. And, she, and they said, are you sure? They're sure. Are you sure? There's nothing else we can do. They said, ma'am, we've tried all we can. If, we, if, he, if he dies again as he did the last time, 15 minutes long, there's no chance. There's no chance for him. She looked back at the doctors, looked back at her boy. And she looked at the contract. She took out her pen and began to sign her name on every dotted line, giving permission for the doctors to pull the plug on life support on her boy. But beyond 
the belief that was in that hospital room. The very next day, as the doctors began to evaluate Trenton one last time, somebody say one more time. Come on, say it like you mean it, one more time. As the doctors begin to evaluate Trenton's condition one more time, they begin to check his vitals, his pulse, the diaphragm contracted slowly, barely breathing, his brain still not responsive, and Trenton still in a coma. One of the doctors began to look Trenton over and begin to evaluate his complexion. All of a sudden, Without notice, without any warning, the doctor quickly noticed that Trenton's color in his face was beginning to turn. All of a sudden, he looked closer, astonished at what he was seeing. All of a sudden, a wrinkle in his eyebrows and a flicker of his eyelashes. And all of a sudden, it looked like Trenton began to move. Before they know it, before they realized what was happening, the doctor not sure what was happening. He pulled the covers back and he looked at Trenton's fingers and all of a sudden Trenton's fingers began to twitch. Well, I feel my help in the house right now. All of a sudden, the doctor's looking out of astonishment, not sure what is transpiring. This boy that is dead, brain dead, not responding, not moving, not recovering, no chance, no hope. All of a sudden, he pulled the covers back again, and Trenton's toes were moving. Anybody feel the Spirit of God in the house? And all of a sudden, through the miraculous hand of God, somewhere between time and eternity, Trenton with a tenacious spirit, hearing them saying there's no hope for him, even the doctors and his mama saying there's no hope for him, without warning, Trenton's eyes popped wide open on that hospital bed. And without the doctors knowing that boy that they said had no hope to live, he would never recover. He would never be normal. He would never get out of this situation. Between God and Trenton, Trenton's still alive today. Oh, I feel hope rising in the house. I said the boy that they counted out and said he didn't have a chance. He's still alive. I've come to preach to somebody in the house that I don't care how dark your situation is. I don't care how rough your world is. There's a God that says if you are dead, you can't live. Can I tell somebody in the house, I don't care how dark it is, we serve the God of light. We serve the God of light. And if he said live, you shall live. Hey, you ought to lift up your voice and thank God for hope. Thank God for hope. Thank God for hope. Thank come to serve notice to the devil and every voice in your ear that's saying we ain't getting out of this mess. There's no chance I'm going to pay my bills. There's no chance I'm going to sleep at night. 
Can I preach to somebody on a Sunday morning? I've come to declare a spirit in the house. Don't count me out. Hey, I, I, I feel my help in the house right now. I said, don't count me out. Don't scratch my name off the list. Don't, don't give up on me too quick. Don't throw in a towel. Don't throw up the flag. God is still working. me out I'm still here anybody feel the hope in the house come on anybody feel God in the house don't count me out because I made it to the sanctuary don't count me out because I stepped in the presence of God don't count me out because I'm still walking I'm still breathing I'm still living I'm still able I wish somebody that had two hands and two feet and a voice to raise would say, God, I feel like I can't make it. I feel like I don't have a chance, but I'm still here. Hey, I'm still here. Tell the devil I'm still here. Tell the adversary I'm still here. Tell your best friend I'm still here. Lean over to your neighbor and say, I'm still here. Come on, say it like you mean it. I'm still here. I'm still here. Hey, we live in a time of darkness where every day is a good day if you're still alive. Y'all ain't hearing what I'm telling you. I said in the middle of a pandemic, you ought to lift up your voice and say, God, I'm glad I'm still alive. I come to preach hope to somebody. Somebody shout hope. Because when you step in the house of God, there's a spirit of life that is emanating around the spirit of worship of broken people. There's a spirit of life that begins to emanate in the presence of God. When you said, God, I feel hopeless, but he's the God of hope. God, I feel helpless, but he's the ever-present hand of help. I'll tell you why I'm preaching what I'm preaching right now. Can I just preach a little bit? I'll tell you why I'm preaching what I'm preaching. Because there's folks that on the exterior fabrics of your body, nobody would know that anything was wrong with you. You smile beyond the complexions of your brokenness. You wear the mask and saying I'm okay. But deep down inside, you know you're not. Can we tell the truth right now? And if you let the adversary get in your ear, he'll tell you, you might as well quit. You might as well give in. You might as well throw in the towel because there is no hope. But when you begin to read the text of Job, I want you to understand what Job is really saying. 
Job begin to say, I, I feel like I don't have a chance to get out of the mud. I don't have a chance to get out of the darkness. I'm crying myself to sleep. I'm taking pills to go to bed. And I'm taking pills to wake up. I got pain in my body. I got sickness in my soul. I've got issues that nobody knows. Am I preaching to anybody in the house? And Job, Job, Job said, he said, but, but in the time that I need hope, I got to reach for hope anywhere that I can. And somehow Job laid eyes on a tree. Somebody shout a tree. He laid eyes on a tree. And he began to think about that tree, but it wasn't just a tree. He said, he said, for there is hope of a tree that if it be cut down, somebody shout dead. Come on, shout it again, shout dead. He said, for there is hope of a tree that if it be cut down, that it will sprout again. Now, I, I don't mean to be nerdy this morning, but I'm just going to preach like I feel like preaching now. What Job was saying and what you might not realize, he said, even if you cut a tree down all the way down to the stump, Job knew in his spirit and even affirmed scientifically that if there is a reintroduction of the proper nutrients, fertilizer, and the scent of water, I ain't got no help in the house this morning. He said, you look at a stump, it's flattened out, it's cut off from the rest of the tree. It looks like its extremities have been shriveled up and died, though the root thereof wax old in the earth and the stock thereof die in the ground. Job said, ladies and gentlemen, there is even hope for a dead tree. Well, you say, how is that possible? You can crack open your phone and Google, check me if you want to. But if you, if you reintroduce nutrients and fertilizers even on a stump, Brother Trevor, you come back a few weeks later and maybe even a month and you will realize that even that dead stump, it'll begin to sprout up. Y'all ain't hear me in the house. I said even a dead tree with the right environment uh, with the right atmosphere uh, it will begin to sprout up again uh, and it begin to grow branches uh, and leaves uh, out of the dead tree uh, that was not alive hey what what have i come to tell somebody in the house uh, i don't care if you feel like giving up uh, you just get your dancing shoes on uh, and god says uh, you uh, can uh, live Some of y'all ain't buying what I'm selling yet, so I'm going to keep on preaching. I, I don't care if you've got down in the bog and you're rubbing pennies and nickels together. You put your hand in the hand of God and God will increase your... No, 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 I feel my help in the house. If you are sick, lift up your hands and let the Spirit of God begin to fall. Let the Holy Ghost begin to fall. something happens when the atmosphere begins to shift.
and the Spirit of God begins to flow. Can I tell you why people are getting the Holy Ghost uh, all over the sanctuary uh, and a few more can get it at the end of the service? Uh, it's because when the Spirit of God, the ever-living uh, waters of the Holy Ghost uh, begin to flow in the house, uh, it'll get on your mind uh, and depression has to leave. Oh, I wish I had some help in the house. I said when God gets a hold of you, death has to take a back seat and fear has to go and doubt has to leave. And God, I said don't count me out. I'm still here. Is this all right this morning? Is this all right this morning? Anybody smell hope in the house? Yeah. Anybody feeling better so far? Can I tell you, can I tell you why that there is profoundness in the very fact that you made it to the sanctuary this morning? Is because there's a sobering truth that we don't like to think about, but you could be dead. Y'all ain't, ain't buying it yet, are you? I said you could be dead. But the very fact that you have walked into the house uh, is a proclamation of proof uh, that God has hope uh, that he wants to give you. Uh, that God has another chance uh, that he wants to give you. Uh, that God has grace uh, that he can drop on your doorstep uh, if you want it. Uh, that God has mercy uh, that he can give you uh, if you want it. Uh, that God has power uh, that he can give you uh, if you want it. Uh, that God has a spirit uh, that he can What you need in the house, there's hope because you're here, because you're here, because you're here. Hey, can I tell you, can I tell you something some folks say? Man, this preacher's way too hype on a Sunday morning. Can I, can I just tell you something? Can I, can I just help you out and let you in on a small little secret? You don't know God like I know him if you're trying to figure out why I'm so hyped up about hope. Mm. No, you don't know God like I know him. Hey, hey, I'm the, I serve the God that can step in your world and an instantaneous moment can shift your marriage. And you tell the lawyer, we changed our mind. We're staying together. We serve the God. I, I was preaching in a service uh, somewhere in Louisiana and I was preaching like this uh, and I'm sweating uh, and I'm trying to propagate a spirit of hope in the house uh, and I, I didn't feel I didn't think anything was happening uh, I, didn't, I was like God uh, I don't know if the people even heard what I said uh, they don't believe what the preacher's even talking about but long live the preacher anyway And I begin to preach in the spirit of, of the prophecy. I begin to get over my body. And I said, God can shrivel up tumors in this sanctuary right now. Hey, can you hear me in the house? Anybody still hear me in the house? 
And I said, matter of fact, uh, God can do the impossible. Uh, that by the time you get back to service tomorrow night, uh, God will been a work a miracle. And they said, Brother Williams, why are you so sure? I said, because not only are you here, but God is here. Mm, I feel the Holy Ghost in the house. I said, it ain't just the fact that you're here. It's the fact that the ever-present help of heaven is in the house. And what you need is here. Because you're here, it's here. Because you made it, it's here. Somebody came up to me the next night of revival and they began to shake me up and they said, Brother Williams, you won't believe it. They said, I took my daughter to the hospital yesterday for an MRI checkup on her brain because you didn't know she had a small tumor that was developing. And the doctor looked at that screen and he looked that time and he looked that way. He said, ain't no way. I ain't had hope. There was no chance. Y'all still ain't buying it. I'm about to pull a trick out of my pocket. And they said, Brother Williams, you won't believe it. Uh, my daughter, they said, uh, we don't have to have surgery uh, because that tumor is not there anymore. I'll tell you why. Uh, it's because healing uh, is here. Uh, faith uh, is here. Uh, power is here. Uh, and you are here in the presence. I'm almost done, but can I just help some more folks in the house? Because you look at me, you said, preacher. Somebody shout preacher. Say preacher. preacher. I, I appreciate your sermon. And it sounds good and you're sweating and I know you're giving your best, but you really don't know what I'm dealing with at home. Mm, can I just preach to somebody in the house? You don't know my children are rebellious, uh, and, there, and there's, there's abuse that you're dealing with in your house, uh, and there's depression uh, that's getting a hold of your mind every time you try to go to bed, uh, and you're trying to figure out my bank account, uh, my income, it ain't making it. Uh, I don't know how I'm going to make it tomorrow. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, preacher, you don't know uh, how dark it is. Uh, preacher, you don't know uh, how bad it is. Uh, preacher, you don't know how rough it is. I don't know, but you're here. I'll say it again for the church in the back. I, I don't know, but I know that you're here. And the fact that you're in the presence of God, God can work a miracle right now. Not tomorrow, not next week, but right now. Not next, not in two hours, but healing in the house now. Hey, anybody, anybody believe what I'm telling you? Now, now, faith. Now, now, now. Well, you say, preacher, I don't think I qualify for what you're talking about. I want to serve God, uh, but my track record uh, and, and, and my, my, my background uh, is too bad. Uh, my baggage uh, is too heavy. Uh, my garbage and my past uh, is too rough. Anybody can help me preach in the house. 
Oh, preacher, preacher, preacher. You don't know, you don't know, you don't know. I don't think I qualify for this Jesus stuff. I don't think I qualify for salvation. I don't think I qualify for a miracle. Can I just tell the devil in hell and every voice that's in your ear? Yes, you do. Boy, I wish I had somebody in this section right here, believe me. I wish I had somebody in this section. Yes, you do qualify. Hey, hey, I'm just a wretched man in need of grace and mercy. But God said, if you draw nigh to me, I'll draw nigh to you. If you step in my house, I'll fill you up. If you get close to me, I'll do a miracle. Trying to figure out if you qualify. I'm going, can I just help you let you know that you qualify? This, this is how, this is how I know. The Bible, the Bible, and in 2 Samuel 4 and 4 begin to talk about a young man that if, if there was anybody that should have been counted out, he should have been counted out. Anybody would feel like nobody loved you. Nobody cares about you. Hey, if it was up to men and not God, they would have wrote this brother off a long time ago. Anybody say amen to that? family and friends that desert you but we serve a God that will never leave you. He's always present. He's always here. The Bible begins to tell us about Jonathan's son the son of Saul, the Bible said that he had a son who was lame on his feet. And what happened to this boy way, way, way back in his past. Anybody got a past in the house? Way back in his past, something happened to him that he had no control over. I want to minister to you in the house. Hey, there's people in this house, you're dealing with deep wounds and fractures in your soul that people did stuff to you that you had no control over. But we serve a God that can heal a hurting soul. We serve a God that can heal a broken past. We serve a Bible says this boy by the name of Ephibosheth, when he was five years old, that there was word that came to his house because the adversary, somebody say the devil, the adversary was after his family. The adversary was trying to destroy his house. The adversary was trying to obliterate his generation. And so Word came to the house that his dad had been killed and his grandpa had been killed. Saul and Jonathan at Jezreel. And they said, we got to get everybody to safety because they're after you next. You're next on the list. Can I tell you, the devil ain't going to let you leave this house with joy. You're going to have to fight for it. The devil ain't going to let you walk out of this house with victory. You're going to have to shout for it. My, 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 I feel God moving right now. Hey, the devil ain't going to let you leave happy. You got to fight to be happy. They said, 
They said, we got to get him to safety. So the Bible says uh, that in the haste of running, trying uh, to escape the, 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 the pursuit of the adversary, uh, that this boy, five years old, uh, the nurse picked her up, picked him up uh, in her arms. Uh, and as she was running, uh, he fell from her arms. And the fall, somebody say the fall. Anybody ever fell down flat on your face before? I'm preaching to you right now. And the fall that he endured caused him to be lame on his feet in so much that he was paralyzed for the rest of his life. And so if you look at the fabrics of his story, you will say, this boy don't qualify. You can give up on him. He's a paraplegic. There's no chance for him, no hope for him. But we serve a God that he specializes in bringing hope in your world. I'm still preaching to somebody in the house. I said we serve a God uh, that if you buy what I'm selling this morning, uh, you can leave here with the Holy Ghost, uh, with him a distance speaking in tongues. Uh, you can leave here with a healing, uh, with no pain in your body. Uh, you can leave here. My mind, I feel something happening. Uh, I feel something happening. Uh, I feel something happening. Uh, I feel something shaking. Uh, Watch this, here it is. I'm done preaching, here it is. This boy, this boy begins to grow up and now he's a man now. Say, I'm grown now. Come on, say it like you mean it. I'm grown now. Paul said, when I was a child, I thought like a child. But now that I'm a man, I put away childish and foolish things. Hey, sometimes you got to tell the devil what happened yesterday is yesterday. What happened last week is gone. It has no predication on the power and the presence that resides in the house of God. And so you fast forward five chapters later uh, in 2 Samuel 9 and 1. Uh, and there was a man by the name of King David, uh, the great honorable king of the land of Israel. Uh, king David sitting on his throne. Uh, he began to think about that family. Uh, I'm preaching to some families in the house. Uh, he began to think about that family uh, that they were on hard times. Uh, he began to think about that family uh, that the adversary uh, was trying to send you to divorce court. Uh, he began to think of. He began to think about that family that the enemy was trying to kill. Uh, and he began to ask the question. Uh, he walked around and looked at his servants. Uh, and he found the servant named Zeba. He said, Zeba, I got a question for you. Uh, do you remember that family, uh, Saul's family, uh, the son of Jonathan, Jonathan, his son? Uh, do you remember that family uh, that had it rough, uh, that had it bad, uh, that was living in a rough condition? Uh, I got a question for you. He said, is there anybody still yet alive. Somebody say, is there anybody still here? He said, is there anybody still yet alive from the house of Saul? And Ziba began to scratch his head and begin to think. He said, yeah, that's one, that's one person that's still alive. That young man by the name of Mephibosheth, he's still alive. Put it on the screen if you can. But, but Mephibosheth, you don't want to deal with him. He ain't worth, he, don't, he ain't qualified. 
He said, yeah, there's still, there's still a boy by the, by the name of Mephibosheth. But look what he said. All of a sudden, he begins to bring his imperfections into the picture. Hey, can I tell you, the devil is the only one that will look at your imperfections before he sees your potential. I don't know if you're hearing me in the house right now. I said the devil is the only one that'll look at what's wrong with you before he finds out what God can do. Y'all ain't helping me in the house. I said, but God is the God that sees the end from the beginning. He don't see your imperfections. He sees that you are, that by his stripes, you were healed. That by his stripes, you were healed. Hey, 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 hey. And so the king said, oh yeah, he's lame. That ain't a problem. Because we serve a God, the king of all kings, uh, that he specializes uh, in reaching out a hand uh, to, to, to people that nobody uh, wants to deal with. Uh, the Bible says in Luke 14 and 21, uh, when the great master uh, was trying to prepare a feast, uh, he said, I got an invitation uh, for some folks. Uh, but it ain't the folks that you think, Brother Williams. Uh, he said, bring me the poor folks. Uh, he said, bring me the vain folks. Uh, he said, bring me the sick folks. Uh, I can't hear nobody in the house. He said, you got a sickness, bring it to me. Your bills ain't paid, lay them on the altar. Your family's messed up, grab your wife and your babies by the hand and say, we're going down to the altar and let hope get a hold of us. That boy that they said he's crippled, ain't no hope for him, ain't no chance for him, give up on him. The king said, no, 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 I want to show grace to his house. I want to show mercy to his house. And you know what the king did? The Bible says... That David, the king, the great honorable king, he pulled up a chair at his table and said, Mephibosheth, I got a seat just for you. Can I tell you what I'm preaching right now? As we stand across the house, I'm going to tell you what I'm preaching. I'm going to put a bow on it for you right now in the Holy Ghost. I've come to tell every lying devil in hell that sickness has no place and can even stand in the presence of God when you begin to call upon the name of Jesus. 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 Because the God that we serve is the king of all kings. So I'll tell you what you need to do. You need to look the devil in the face and tell your sickness, hold my feet. Because the king has a chair for me. The king. Hey, your family can stay there if they want to, but you ought to push your way out of the pew and say, I'm going, I'm going to meet the king. I got a miracle to get. That's it, sis. Hey, that's it. You ought to say, guess what? I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm still here. Devil, you tried to kill me, but I'm still here. 
happens something happens when you call the name of Jesus something happens when you plead the blood of Jesus something happens when you lift up your voice and cry Jesus Lift up your hands in the house. God's working. He's working. Sickness leave. Fear leave. Doubt leave. No, 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 no. Hey, you ought to get God's attention right now. You ought to get God's attention right now. Say, I'm right here, God. I'm here, God. I made it on my last leg. I made it on my last prayer. I'm here with my last stone. Hey, listen. Anybody need some help in the house? Come on, let me see your hands. Anybody need some hope in the house? Let me see those hands. Can I tell you what I've never seen or never even heard of? Somebody being deserted and stranded on an island with no chance of rescue. And there's a helicopter passing by or a boat passing by. And they stand there with their arms folded. And they just look and say, that looks like help right there. And they don't say a word. Oh, y'all can't help me in the house right now. Can I tell you what i never seen, Brother Hammond? i never seen an infant that nobody ever taught them that there's a jar of cookies up on the top shelf and they look oh so good. Chocolate chip, Oreo raisin, I don't care what it is. But if they want it, i never seen a kid not reach up their hands and stand on their tippy toes. Y'all ain't hearing what I'm telling you. What I've never seen is somebody that desperately needs a miracle sit on their bump on the log on the pew and not move a muscle. But can I tell you what I have seen? Can I tell you what I have seen? Can I tell you what I have heard? There was a man by the name of Bartimaeus that said, Jesus, don't pass me by. Jesus, don't pass me by. I'm right here. I'm right here. I'm right here. Hey, you ought to say, God, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Come on, lift up your voice and tell God, I'm here. I'm still 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 here. Hey, you ought to tell the devil I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Come on, lift up your voice. You're going to live to see it happen. You're going to live to see it happen. Hey, you believe it? I see it happen. the heartbreak I'm still here. I'm still here. I still got a shot. I 
Can I tell you what somebody in the house needs? All you need is a little bit of water. Mm, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I said all you need, all a dead tree needs is just a little, just a little bit of water. Hey, you know what you need? Just lift up your hands just a little bit and see how you feel. Anybody feel that? Come on, just lift up your voice a little bit and see how that feels. Come on, a little louder, a little louder. I need the spirit, I need the waters of heaven to flow and flow and flow and God can work on them. Live, 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 live.
Watch my praise. I need a miracle right here, right here. 